This program is being sponsored by the partners and friends of Keith Butler Ministries. Live Your Faith was created to help Christians grow in their faith in God and to become rooted in the Word of God. Our partners and friends are making it possible for us to do so. To thank you, we would like to offer a gift. With a donation of any size, you'll receive this pre-selected Book of the Month, Five Elements of Faith. Please visit www.keithbutler.org and click the banner at the top to receive your gift. Today on Live Your Faith. Praise God. In the future, good things. Well, fear works the same way. It's the very opposite of faith. And it'll cause you to get worried and act on things that have not even happened yet. You'll start thinking about it. You'll start talking about it. You'll start planning for it. Amen. And then you'll have it and you say, see, I told you it was going to happen. Well, yeah, you prophesied it. Welcome to the Live Your Faith broadcast. I'm Keith Butler. Praise God. Our broadcast is about Romans 1.16, which reads, The Word of God is the power of God to all deliverance. And then it's also about Hebrews 10.38, The just shall live by faith. We'll help you learn how to live by faith. And also, praise God, we'll help you to understand the Word. And that's what this program is about. We're going to go right into it right now, and you'll learn and you'll be blessed. In the name of Jesus. Now, what the Lord taught me, particularly more increasingly in the last few years, he taught me that, particularly with the parable of the sower, that you have four people who hear the word, one out of four is good ground. So what he said was, 25% of people that hear the word are actually hear it, receive it, believe it, speak it, and then act, do it, actually do it. Amen. Three out of four don't. And so, you know, he had to teach me that because I would sometimes, like you, I would judge things by what should be. And the Lord would let, Lord let me know, no, what did I say about it? I said about it, it'd be one out of four. Oh, now see, that changes your whole, your whole dynamics. Amen. Mean one, you should pray for the three out of four. Hallelujah. That the eyes of their understanding be brightened up and enlightened. Hallelujah. God, amen. But he showed me that. Praise the Lord. So the question is, where's your treasure? Where's your heart? Amen. Praise the Lord. And that will determine the decisions you make, not just in financial areas, but with everything. If your heart is really with God then what you would do is find out what does God have to say about any subject, all things. You would go to where he speaks, called the Word of God, Bible. You would research it and find it out. And then you would make a decision, praise the Lord, that, well, I'm going with God whichever way that goes. Now, going with God can get you in trouble with people. 
Oh yeah, it's got me in much trouble. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I'd rather be in trouble with people than in trouble with God. <laughs> I just made that choice. I'd rather, I'd rather be with God, hallelujah, because this, this is going to be an eternity here. This is just a short time here. Then you look at Matthew 6.33 here. He said, but seek ye first. He said it another way. Uh, amen. First, proton, the Greek word, it means at the beginning. This is where you start. Seek at the beginning the kingdom of God or God's ways of doing things. And his righteousness, what keeps you in standing with him. And all things shall be added unto you. Then he said in verse 34, take therefore no thought. We will say it today, no worries. Look at the neighbor and say, no worries. <laughs> Just no worries. Praise God. Amen. Have no worries about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take, take care of itself. Sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. Praise God. And guess what? Sufficient unto the day is the grace thereof. Thank you, Jesus. So you got to get your head out of tomorrow. Now the Lord's talking to somebody here today, so you need to get your head out of tomorrow. Fear is faith in the negative. It works the same way. It comes from hearing, receiving, believing, eventually speaking, and then acting on it. It comes the same way to make it grow and grow and grow and grow. And with faith, you call things which be not as though they were in the positive. You talk like God. We read, read in Romans again. We talk like God. We act like God. And so we have hope. We anticipate Praise God. In the future, good things. Well, fear works the same way. It's the very opposite of faith. And it'll cause you to get worried and act on things that have not even happened yet. You'll start thinking about it. You'll start talking about it. You'll start planning for it. Amen. And then you'll have it and you'll say, see, I told you it was going to happen. Well, yeah, you prophesied it. You prophesied it. You acted on it. You, you did all the steps of faith. You did them all. Faith in the negative or fear. Another word for it. You did all the steps. The difference was instead of it being God who could work for you, you opened the door for the enemy to work against you. So you need to stop it right now and tell your neighbor, stop, stop thinking about the future. Stop it. I'm talking to somebody who's 35 years of age and you worried about what I'm going to do when I retire. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, you got a long way, baby. You worried about that glory to God. You shouldn't be worried about anything. Oh, the Lord's talking, cluing in on somebody. You're cluing in on somebody. You worried about, well, well you know, I, I might wind up being a Spencer. Spinster. Amen. I mean, I could wind up being 45 or 55 or 65 or 75. You're prophesying it. You're going to have it. Why? You're working faith. Come on, somebody. You've been calling those things and being out as though they were. Except against you. Once again, tell somebody else, just stop it, stop it. 
Lord talking to somebody. He's talking to somebody this morning. He got me this morning. Stop it. Just stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Just seeks for the kingdom of God, the things to be added, whatever they need to be. Now, turn to Genesis chapter 8. We're going somewhere with this. Praise God, but we've got to get this down. Hallelujah. Now, in Genesis chapter 8, very familiar to people in this church, we know in verse 22, God told Noah when he restarted the earth again after the flood, he said, while the earth is here, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease, as long as the earth's here. So what he told you was how everything in the earth works is that you do it with a seed. A seed can be whatever action you do on earth or say on earth is a seed because the kingdom of God, in fact, when God created the earth, the whole earth has a system. Now, if just because you don't understand the system doesn't mean the system doesn't work because you don't understand it. It's always been based on a system. And the system is, starts with seed planting. Amen. If you're talking about human beings, I mean, praise God. Man plants seed into a woman. Time, nine months. Harvest, child. Very clear, amen, that it didn't turn into a child at four months. Everything in the earth, once the seed is planted, is alive. Anything, everything. Everything. I don't care if you're talking about plants, I don't care if you're talking about animals, whatever, the whole earth works this way. So you have to deliberately decide. You're going to ignore what your eyes tell you. But you're choosing to do that. Okay, amen? So we know that a human is a human from the time of conception. Well, I'm waiting on science to tell me. How about God told you? By the way, science has almost caught up. Amen. They don't want to talk about it no more, but science is down to 11 days. They, they can... They can say that 11 days we know this is a human when they want to say it. <laughs> so there ain't a piece of proloplasm or fetus. Amen. It's a baby. You were one of them babies. And I don't know. I, I had no plan to talk about this at all. I don't understand how people who were once seed and were planted and were babies didn't want to deny their mamas let them live. Why they would want to deny life to somebody else. I don't understand that. I just don't. So the whole earth works this way. Now, so now he said we're not to have any worries. Now turn to Mark chapter 4 because in Mark chapter 4, which is the primary, Jesus said, if you don't know this parable in verse 13, if you don't know this parable, how then will you know all of them? 
And so I always, always wind up somewhere in it, somewhere in a message, probably going back to Mark chapter four, somewhere in it. Because Jesus said that, amen. Now he's talking about good ground people in verse 20. Do I have any good ground in here? So we want to talk about good ground in here. So in verse 20, praise God of Mark chapter four, these are they which are planted on good ground, such as they hear the word, they accept or receive, take the word, bring forth fruit, act on the word, some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. Amen, to save time, praise God. I'm going to then go to verse 26. So now he's talking about, from verse 20, he's talking about what happens to people good ground. So he started out, well, amen, that, that verse 13 and 19 talking about the, that three quarters. Now verse 20 on is about good ground people. He says in verse 26, so is the kingdom of God, or this is how it works. As if a man should put seed into the ground. Duh. Notice seed is always required. You can speak to the ground all you want. Ground! I require some corn. And if the ground could talk, it would say, dummy, put some corn seed in here. <laughs> then I'll give you some corn. We all understand that. Nothing in life works like that, okay? <laughs> it just don't. I mean, I don't know why people get over when it comes to spiritual stuff, they get all spooky. They get all the ooh. <laughs> the Bible's real clear. That's how everything works. That's just the way it works, right? You understand you don't drive up to McDonald's. Come on. You don't say, give me a Big Mac and a Happy Meal or whatever they, I don't know, I don't eat McDonald's, but, but whatever it is, you don't say that. They, they will tell you, okay, put some seed in here. You ain't getting it till you put some seed in here. Everything works that way. Everything. Right? So he says, so the kingdom of God works that way too. So so is the kingdom of God if a man should cast seed in the ground and should sleep and rise night and day. So he goes to bed and gets up. So he goes to bed and gets up. He planted the seed and then he goes to bed and gets up. He goes to bed and gets up. He goes to bed and gets up. And eventually when he planted, springs and grows up. He don't know how it happened. So if the seed is the word, which is what he's talking about, uh, amen, or anything you do, anything you say or do as a result of the word, amen. You go to bed and get up and you go to bed and get up and you go to bed and get up and one day the harvest will come up and you will go, I don't even know how that happened. Because it happened from way, from some source or some way, I didn't quite see how it could happen. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah. And so in the early days when I used to teach this, I used to have the church go, go to bed, get up and praise God. I always added the praise God to it. Because what we're talking about here is the patience from the time a seed is planted. A seed is planted and you go to bed and get up and you go to bed and get up. Those are days. It could be weeks. It could be months. Hallelujah. Some things it could be years, but you go to bed and get up. But one day, the harvest comes up. Now, he said this is how things work in God's kingdom. So you may have planted a lot of seed in a lot of different areas. Praise God. The key is, what do you do between that growing time? 
Because the, if you plant a flower seed, uh, amen, on Monday, on Wednesday, if you went there and go there and said, I don't see no harvest, so the seed must not be any good. No. Nothing wrong with the seed. That seed needs what? Growing time. So eventually, when that green plant comes up there and you see it, is that when it started to grow? It started to grow when you couldn't see it. It was growing the whole time as long as you didn't dig it up. Now, you can dig this thing up with your mouth and you can dig this thing up with your actions negative faith. You certainly, you dig the sea up and you start all over again. And people plant and then they dig it up and start over again and keep starting over again and keep starting over again and keep starting over again instead of going to bed and get up and praising God for however long it takes. And somebody asks, well, how long do I have to wait? One day longer than the devil. Who's going to do everything he can to try and get you to dig that seed up with your mouth and with your actions? Now, know what it says. So, it, he, he, it grows up. He don't know how. You don't have to understand how. Get out of your own way. Get out of your head. Man, the Lord keep bringing me back to this. Get out of your head. I just can't see. Lord, maybe, maybe, maybe he's going to... You up all night trying to figure out. Maybe come this way, you all in your head. And all the time you in it, you you're up there, you digging all around that seed, you about to scoop the thing up. Nobody said. For the earth, that's your human spirit, bringeth forth fruit of herself. And so inside you, you're the earth. Inside you is what? The grace of God. Inside you is what? Power plant. Inside you, God is powerful and capable. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. First John 4, 4. Hallelujah. In fact, that verse 4 says, and ye are God, little children, have overcome, overcome all the spirit of the Antichrist. Whatever he's trying to do, because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The earth will bring forth fruit of herself. First, then after. First, the blade, just that little thing comes up. But then it'll keep growing if you don't cut it off. Then the ear. And after that, the full corn in the ear. And when the fruit is brought forth instantly, he puts in a sickle because it's now harvest time. That's end time. Oh, harvest time is coming. If the process is not short-circuited, now, you can short-circuit it with sin. You can short-circuit it with unforgiveness. You can short-circuit it with anger. Come on, somebody. Well, now, so he told you to seek and his righteousness. Seek ye first or his way of doing things. Now, if you don't go into the word first, find out what his way of doing things, you got a problem. But even if you know his ways, because I've been in the church, I've been taught for 30 years from Keith Butler. But let me ask you, are you doing it? It don't matter. You, you may know it. question is, when you're faced with this situation, do you do it? Hallelujah. Well, praise God. The harvest has come. Verse 30. And he said, well, so what shall be like in the kingdom of God? And what comparison shall we compare it? 
It's like a grain of mustard seed, real small. But when it is planted in the earth, it's less at first than all the seeds in the earth. But when it is planted, it will grow up. It will become greater than everything else and shoot out great branches so that the fowls of the air may lie under the shadow of it. See, that's the good works part. And that's when, praise God, you're, you're out of place. Hallelujah. Harvest has come to you to the extent that you can be the tree that everybody else leans on. Now, what he's talking about here about seed, praise God, seed planting is a hedge this morning as I was uh, praying in the Holy Ghost this morning. And the Lord said this statement to He said, seed is a hedge against inflation or depression. He said, it is a hedge against inflation or depression. Now, I'll give you an example of that. The last uh, four months, the Lord had us, uh, the Lord had me, first of all, have word of faith, sow seed into a small church. Church was small. Sow $100,000 to a small church. Now, to a small church, a $100,000 gift is like having $500,000 gift. But the Lord said to do it. Now, in my head, I wouldn't have uh, sold a seed like that. I mean, I'm commensurate. Okay, amen. Well, look at the blessing, but I wouldn't have done that. But I heard the Lord. See, is that hearing? I heard the Lord say it. I know what I was thinking. And what I was about to do, and I heard the Lord say, this is what I want you to do. All right. Now, I don't, I don't fudge about stuff no more. I've been doing this for so long. I understand when God says do something, something good's coming my way eventually. So let me be a blessing to somebody else. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we did. Well, followed that up with. And then the Lord had us give to a large ministry a quarter of a million dollars. That's $350,000 in a short period of time. And the Lord said to me this morning, this is a hedge against inflation. In other words, the seed planted, hallelujah, the seed planted because you cannot have harvest without planting of seed. Amen. Well, well ministries face the same thing everybody else faces. Okay, everybody's cost up, everybody's dealing with that. Everybody's dealing with that. Amen. All businesses dealing, everybody dealing with it. So, hallelujah. That ain't got nothing to do with God. If you walk in faith, now the faith life is a supernatural life. It is not a natural life. It is a supernatural life. You live by finding out what God said, hearing what he said, trusting what he said, glory to God, uh, amen, doing what he said, roll the care over on him, and he always supplies. Now, he may give you, however, an instruction of how to be in the position to accept the harvest. And that's the problem. A lot of times people don't hear the instruction part. They don't hear it either at the beginning or they don't hear it at the end when it's time for harvest. Praise God. Because it don't work the same way as everything else. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
I know I'm taking a long time to get where I'm going, but that's all right. Because you really need to understand how to work it. Praise God. Now, in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1, it says, More of brethren, we do you the wit of the grace of God, granted the churches of Macedonia. Notice he said the charis, the grace of God, which was granted to the churches of Macedonia. Who is the Macedonian church? Well, we're going to see who they are in a minute. He says, how then in the great test of tribulation, tilipsis, affliction, the abundance of their joy. Choir was singing, joy, joy. Joy, 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 joy. They had all the joys going, praise God. Hallelujah. So now notice, see, nothing's by accident. See, the Holy Ghost lining stuff up for you. Amen. So it says there, they're in a great test, great tribulation. And the first thing it said about them after they've been in a great tribulation is that they have an overflow of joy. Praise God. I want you to know God loves you very much and he wants you into his family. You say, well, how do I come into the family of God? Very simple. Just pray a simple prayer. Romans 10, 9. It says, if you will acknowledge with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the highest authority of all and believe that God has raised him from the dead, the scripture said, you shall be saved, delivered. And just pray the simple prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I do believe. That's right. Repeat it with me. I do believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He carried my sins on the cross, was put in the grave. I believe he's alive now. Come into my heart. I accept you as my Savior. And that's all you need to do. And you'll never be the same. Live Your Faith was created to help Christians grow in their faith in God and to become rooted in the Word of God. Our partners and friends are making it possible for us to do so. To thank you, we would like to offer a gift. With a donation of any size, you'll receive this pre-selected Book of the Month, Five Elements of Faith. Please visit www.keithbutler.org and click the banner at the top to receive your gift. Save the date for the Word of Faith Convention. Join us in Southfield, Michigan, August 9th through the 11th, with Reverend Paul Brady, Apostle Michael Freeman, Reverend Kenneth Copeland, a Sunday service with Reverend Hank Kuhneman, and our host, Bishop Keith Butler. Hi, I'm Keith Butler. I want to tell you about something very important to your life, Pistis Bible School. We have a Bible school in Russian, in English, and in French, praise God, and, and Bible classes that will help you and teach you what Jesus said in Matthew 28. He said, not only for us to go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature, but he said, teach them to observe. That word observe means to guard from loss or injury. In other words, we'll train you how to walk in God's way, how to defend against the enemy and know your rights in Christ. You need Pistis Bible School or our Bible classes and you'll be blessed if you do, in the name of Jesus. Well, praise God, we're taking the Word of God to Western and Southern Europe and other parts of the world. God wants everyone to hear the Word. You know, in Matthew 28, 19 and 20, it says, teach all nations. Then it goes on, praise God, teach them to observe a God from loss, all the things that Jesus taught them. So I want you to know when you support Keith Butler Ministries, 
you have a chance for the gospel to go just beyond your neighborhood, teach people around the world. We want to thank you for your prayers and your support. And always remember, fight the good fight of faith. This program is being sponsored by the partners and friends of Keith Butler Ministries.